0: Hello everybody and this is episode two of the Finitism Podcast as we take you on a journey once again through an autistic mind and this time we're going to journey through the years of my schooling. So we're going to talk about my earliest memories going through from primary into secondary then going from secondary into the college system and then going back years later back to college again in order to maintain and get the grades that I need in order to go on to university so let's start with my earliest memories my earliest memories of school actually come from my primary school days I don't remember much about my um, nursery days because um, there are I was quite young at the time um, there are a few bits and pieces here and there drips and drabs if you will but um there isn't many uh, memories from the nursery days that I have. So most of them come from primary school. Now, my primary school initially was in a little village called Seaving. It was called Seaving and Mundham Primary and it was a very small school. There weren't many children there, I'd say there were about between 100 and 200 pupils but it was nice to be there, it was nice to be in that situation, to be surrounded by little children, like a little community of children, it was very nice, it was really nice, and those years that I have, I have looked back fondly, now don't get me wrong, there were some things I didn't like about it, for one, um, most of the pupils were, um, required, if you will, to actually obtain, to, um, attend um, orchestra so I played in an orchestra and I played the cornet if you don't know what the cornet is if you think of a trumpet that's been squashed down to look something smaller that's the cornet and I played that and uh, you were always in the back as part of the rhythm section and I enjoyed it for what it was the cornet was a good instrument to play it was just really hard because what you had to do is you had to use your lips, so there's this mouthpiece, it was a metal mouthpiece, and you blew into it. But you kind of had to make um, a certain um, kind of shape with your lips. So you had to go, something like that. (laughs) You had to kind of do that into the um, mouthpiece, so you could um, blow out the right tune in the cornet. It It was quite hard at times, and when you did after a practice session your lips would like tingle and you'd have tingly lips and it was like quite interesting so yeah um also primary school was quite interesting i was in the highest year which was the year 3s and out of everyone in the year 3s i was like the most immature the most childish shall we say i think what i would take away from my schooling days um as a whole well, throughout this time period, actually, is that um, back then I had a undeveloped mind, and by that I mean my mind was like a few years back from everybody else's. That's what I've kind of discovered throughout my life. It's taken me a long time to kind of get to the place where I am now. But anyway, enough about that, and let's go back to my schooling. So after school, well, something interesting happened, really. Um, I was about three weeks away from leaving Sevingham London when my mum tells me that I'm moving to another school. The school I'm moving to is Loddon Middle School, um, which was closer, and my sister was already attending there as well. Um, it was kind of weird because I didn't, at the time, understand why. I only discovered later on that we moved because there was a situation involving my sister, um she has type 1 diabetes and there was a situation involving her and one of the teaching assistants and it got nasty basically and then my mum was like right I'm not keeping Finley in here a moment longer so I moved to this new school for a few weeks like three weeks and then I moved and it was it was interesting those three weeks there were people there who I would go on to be at high school with, but, well, sorry, secondary still, but, um, that would come a year later, so what happened was, I started year seven, and I went to Hobart High, I had no friends whatsoever, and that year I struggled, I really did struggle, it was horrible, I really struggled in my first few years of secondary school, and, I think it was because people didn't understand me and my issues and my problems and I'm not blaming them I mean children can be quite cruel at times I mean I've seen that side of it I've been I was bullied relentlessly for the first four years I would say of school it only started to get better when I was in the end of year 10 going into year 11 because I was with classes of different people. You know, I when I was in the lower years, I was used to be putting in gr- the lower year, the lower tier groups, which basically means that they I was put in the dumb group, basically, <laughs> and taught at a different pace compared to like the smarter kids, and who became the more popular kids as well. Who were the more popular kids? It really, really helped me. I mean, going into year 10, I started to become friendly with more people. So I would flip between each friendship group. I was that kind of person. I was kind of, I was kind of okay with most people. I was okay with most people, but then I was, um, uh, kind of unpopular with all of them, if you will. So they tolerated me, I think. But then in year of 10 near the end of year 10 and 11 I made friends with a few people and I became friends with them and it was great it was fantastic that summer was great because I got to hang out with them a few times and that was just a nice thing I never had that before and that was just really lovely so I had that and then I went to college going to I went to college in Norwich which is the local city to me and um I went to the uh, college there and that was a totally new situation that I wasn't expecting or very much used to um, because there was a lot of freedom at college and I wasn't used to that freedom <laughs> not at all um, also the friendship group I was in got something called um, I've forgotten the name of it but basically it gave them like 30 pounds a week which allowed them to use it for like expenses and stuff and it didn't work uh no it's not like it didn't work it's because that um I didn't get it because my parents my dad was working as a project manager at the time and he was had what you could probably call me middle class if you wanted to put me into a box but I don't see myself as middle class, but that's another story for another time. So, yeah, they had all this support and I didn't, and I just felt a bit left out because of it, but I wasn't entitled to it anyway. And then I got to the age of 17, going on 18, when I was looking for what I was going to do next. And that's when I decided to go into an apprenticeship. And that's when I have kind of fell out of education from the age of 18, and then, of course, I went from job to job for a while, and then I got to the a i got to a few years ago when I decided right i'm gonna get my g c s e sorted i'm gonna get uh, at least a c in maths and a c in English, and you know get that sorted. so I did that now the reason I had to do that was because at the time. In maths, I was on something called foundation maths, meaning I could only get a D, which equivalent now would probably be a free under the new grading system because they changed it from letters to numbers and now everybody's confused as to what the numbers mean. <laughs> so, yeah, and in English, I got a D because I had no help whatsoever. It was terrible. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't do so well. Um... So, yeah, I went back a few years ago and I got tried to get my GCSE sorted. Um, I was working at the same time as well. So I was working as well. And going back to education was kind of interesting for me because I came back to it later on in life and I was an older person and I was a bit older and wiser. Uh, The way I did it was um, I did it through college again. And I did something called Functional Skills. Now, Functional Skills helps you to get to the level where you need to be for your GCSEs before you take them. So I did Functional Skills Level 1 in Maths and English. And that helped me get to the GCSEs in English and Maths, respectively. So I did that for a while, and that was great, and I loved it. It was tough. Some of it was tough, but I still did it still did okay um still did okay then I got to the point where I was coming to the end of before the exams I was thinking to myself what am I going to do afterwards so I had a look on the course catalogues um at the college and they showed that they'd had an access course now an access course is a course which allows you to learn the skills and knowledge necessary in order to go on to university so I did that and I did the access course in engineering which was quite interesting it was a new field which I wasn't really h- hoping to do for, in my life but it was nice to have go into that kind of engineering mindset to kind of see what it's like and what it involved so anyway I did that access course so I applied for it and I was waiting for GCSE results day But then there was a little hiccup because during my English exam, I was doing it on computer and I would try to save my work and the PC shut off completely. I lost all my work. I should have saved, but I didn't. So it caused problems. So I still applied anyway. And I told them my case. They said they couldn't initially like they couldn't initially enroll me. Um, But then after my dad had a conversation with the principal and explained the situation she said we'd be happy to have Finley as long as he retook his GCSEs in November which I did I retook them I got a five and I was so over the moon I was over the moon about that I felt absolutely incredible I could not believe it I got a five a five's about a high c low b in the old grading which was fantastic it was great I loved it um, so yeah, and then, after that year of doing the access course and getting really good grades and passing everything, I got into university where my story starts to come to an end in my education. Well, it's still ongoing, really, and I decided early on I was like, right, I wanna do engineering initially, but what I'm gonna do is i'm gonna do a foundation year because I think that'll be the best way forward. It'll get me more of a foundation to move forward in university. So I did, I did the foundation year and it was tough. It was really tough. And I was thinking to myself, can I even do this? You know, can I even do this after all this time? Can I even do university? Can I even be at university? Can I even try to get into that mindset of self-study, which I didn't, really develop over the access course I struggled with it I think what the foundation year has taught me most about myself is that I can do it it's just I'm my I'm my own worst enemy and I've met so many wonderful people at university it's incredible Um, I've been able to move out for the first time and live independently which has been incredible and it's shown that I can do that aspect as well it's shown that I can be independent and I can be self-sufficient if I need to be. I've also through university met the love of my life. (laughs) Her name's Nessa and she's an incredible person and I wouldn't be the person I am without her. She's a wonderful human being and I'm so happy to be with her. So this door has opened for me because of education and... I think what I want people to take away from this episode is that no matter who you are, no matter what kind of autism you you have, you can achieve anything because your mind is your most powerful tool. Now, now, severity-wise of autism, it doesn't matter in my opinion because everybody has that something that they're very good at and it doesn't matter what it is. I've seen people who are severely autistic go on and win Olympic, Paralympic gold. I've seen people with severe autism climb mountains, run far distances, walk far distances, you know, do all these wonderful things. And you can too. You can too. Because at the end of the day, autism doesn't define me. And I will continue to tell my stories. I will continue to tell the stories of other people until everyone realises that autism, and so people can realise that autism is not a bad thing to have. Without it, I would not be the person I am. So if you want to go to university, if you want to study, if you want to learn, do it, go for it. Because the only person stopping you is yourself. There may be others that tell you that you're not good enough but you are all you've got to do is put your mind to the possibilities and with that that is the end of the of the second episode of the fintism cast i hope you all enjoyed it i certainly have it's been a quite a weird journey through weird for me to journey through my schooling years <laughs> but yeah it's great thank you very much for listening so in the next episode of the Fintism podcast we're going to be talking about my communication with people like we're going to be talking about how I communicate how I've struggled with that how I've then overcome that and how I've used my life experiences to order to overcome those very big hurdles that are seen and that are mainly heard but not seen So thank you once again for listening to the Fintism podcast. I very much appreciate it and I shall see you all in the next episode. Take care, stay safe and remember there is more to autism than meets the eye. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.